You're listening to Kitchen Table Finance. Join Dave Shotwell and Nick Nauta as they cut through the complexity of financial planning and serve bites of investment advice that are both personal and practical. Hey Dave, how are you doing today? Not bad, Nick, how are you? I am doing well, sir. Good. It's Friday. Looks like we got a moment Indeed. of sunshine here, so <laughs> enjoy that. <laughs> I can't remember the last time we'll I saw get, the sun. <laughs> then we'll get on with our regular, regularly scheduled program. Enjoy it. Oh, so, interesting topic today. It's been floating around quite a bit just in general terms, but wanted to kind of drill down a little bit, get some thoughts on how it might affect portfolios in the market. And that is the all-encompassing artificial intelligence. How yeah. is that going to disrupt our world, Mr. Shotwell? <laughs> I have gotten the question, you know, some form of the isn't AI scary from so many different sources in the last six months, maybe, maybe a year yeah. at this point. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's an interesting thing because I've never, you know, in my lifetime, I don't remember any technology that kind of set people on edge quite so much. Right. The only thing that I can think of is like the invent, like the, when the internet started coming around, but people had no clue what it was or what it would no, do. So it wasn't no. like, it wasn't like scary. It was just this big unknown, right? Nobody well, and even it, knew it, how it would change the world. It, and it's funny. Like I, I have a, I have kind of a cynical view of that, that, you know, social media and some of the things have changed the world for the worse. But I don't like, like when the internet was new, it was all about, hey, you know, you can, you can type something in here and come up with information you never thought of. And, you know, it was, it was mostly positive. You know, there's been, there was, you know, the talk of e-commerce, you know, putting Main Street out of business, those kind of things. But those, those kind of came along a little later after the technology had been around a little bit is my perception, you know? Yeah, no, absolutely. Back on it. So yeah, but AI just kind of, you know, and I think for some good, reasons in some ways, you know, I'm not, I'm not dismissing some of the concerns around it. It definitely raises questions, right? Around like, what does it mean to be an artist? What does it mean to be human? Because it is a little, it's, it's just a little weird, a little eerie, some of the things that it's capable of doing that imitate human behavior so closely. Yeah. And, you know, I think we're seeing a lot of it. We're seeing a lot of it in the headlines because it is a change, right? Many mm-hmm. change always going to be like pushback of like, oh, you know, sure. the world's going to H-E double hockey sticks in a handbasket, right? <laughs> this, is like, a, this is a rated PG show. so <laughs> There's always a bunch of people out there with that. And I guess the yeah. biggest one that I've seen or what people are worried about is like, is AI going to replace me, right? right. Are we not going to need financial advisors anymore because we can just go to chat GTP and ask it what we want right. and then we'll right. have the solution, which is somewhat interesting to me because a lot of that information is already out there. And people already know yeah. a lot of it, but they just can't seem to follow it or don't feel confident enough in doing it themselves. And yeah. I don't know that that's changing because it's easier to get access to that information. Right. Yeah. When you when you put it that way, like in terms of in terms of your job and my job, you know, it, it's no different than than Google. Really. I mean, right. you, you can you can ask G, G, GPT if you should do a raw conversion, or you can Google it. But, you know, it's maybe a, maybe a little more efficient way of getting that information, not necessarily like a, a sea change. 
Well, we, you know, and not to, you know, this definitely isn't a podcast about how it's going to change our industry, but we think of it in terms of like, it will more than likely make us more efficient so we can help more people. And that, you know, is probably a good thing. And that probably translates to a lot of people out there as far as like the job change, job losses go, it's going, you know, it's going to change things for sure. But probably in the term, in terms of making people more efficient, because they don't have to do some of that manual stuff that artificial intelligence can do for them when it comes to like sourcing information or compiling information, things like that, or, you know, computer tasks that you can have the system do instead of you having to do the steps of of the process, right? While history is never a perfect guide in these, these situations, it does offer, I think, some ways to think about AI in context. Technology and the markets and the economy have always run in, in what I've heard some people call hype cycles. Dot-com, you know, we had the dot-com bubble. We had blockchain, um, you know, a couple of years ago, self-driving cars. They capture people's attention and they get people really excited about investment opportunities and disruption to the economy. Each one kind of promises big change, but, you know, uh, economist Roy Roy Amara wrote once that you know people people tend to overestimate the impact of technology in the short run, while they over while they underestimate its effect in the long run. Right. So if you think about you think about like how the internet changed how we do work, it's 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 so much part of how we do everything now that we don't even think about it. And I don't, th- you know, when people were first dreaming up how the internet was going to change the world, I don't think they dreamed that like a financial planner's entire job would basically be like everything we do is interfacing through the internet. Mm-hmm. You know, we interface yeah. with our custodians, we interface with our clients, we interface with our teammates. Everything requires being on the internet. It's not just, it's not just, hey, I'm going to pull out the internet for this tool this thing that I do for my job. It's, it is the job. And I, and you know, I remember in the early, probably in the late seventies, I was pretty young, but my uncle was a, was a managing partner at a law firm in Michigan. And he was talking about that he was going to be buying computers to sit on the desks of every attorney in his office and how some of his partners just thought he was crazy, but he was so sure that that was going to be going to just change their world. And, you know, <laughs> at that time, I think it was probably right, right around 1980. You know, the idea that it was, it was going to be not just part of everyone's job, but the job for most knowledge workers just was, was foreign. Absolutely. I mean, A, if you don't believe, you know, how important the internet is, you know, show up to the office one day when the power's out or the internet's <laughs> right, down, right? Right, right, right. <laughs> or just Comcast is having issues, right? Might as well go yeah. home. Yeah. So, so, you know, investors often get carried away with the promises of these new untested mm, tech, mm-hmm. you know, because it's really hard to wrap your head around, like, what does it really mean and how is it going to play out in the economy? And, you know, so, so think about that, you know, back to my uncle and, and, you know, the, whatever company he probably bought computers from back in 1980 probably didn't exist after 1984. Right. Right. I mean, just, I, and I don't know which one it was, but if you think about all the different 
computer companies, they were out there trying to, you know, get space on people's desks at the time. You know, 99% of those people of new generations would never even heard of because they were all, they either failed or they were merged into other companies. And so, you know, trying to, trying to figure out like how to invest in artificial intelligence right now would be no different than like trying to pick Apple and Microsoft out of the like hundreds of guys trying to start computer companies in California in their garages in 1977. Well, it's somewhat interesting when you think of it in terms of like when you're buying a stock, you're not buying it for like, what's the value today? It's what the value Mm -hmm. is going to be in the future, right? So Mm -hmm. like I think of a company like Tesla, which is, you know, one of the largest, if not the largest in terms of value, but like profit wise, especially last quarter, not real good. Right. Yeah. 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 (laughs) And it's this concept of, you know, everybody gets super excited about the idea of electric cars, which may very well be the thing that, you know, we see all over the place at some point in the future, but I don't know as though Tesla is going to be the one that's the, you know, the majority of cars on the road, right? It's really hard to kind of figure that part out. Kind of the way, like a good way to think about AI and the markets and the economy is not to try to pick winners and losers. It's just to, it's just to recognize that AI is probably going to affect positively in terms of productivity in terms of productivity, going to have a positive effect on the, on the whole economy at, right. at some point. It's going to allow growth that, that wouldn't otherwise be there. And it probably, in that regard, you know, you just want to be a diversified investor in the American economy rather than yeah. trying to pick the winners and losers out of the, out of the AI companies trying to make it because it's, it's going to help Procter & Gamble. It's going to help Ford. It's going to help all the different parts of the economy, not necessarily all equally, sure, but it, it basically just frees up capacity. And, you know, also too, I think that kind of speaks to the fears people have around AI. If it weren't for productivity increases, doing more with less, the economy w- would stagnate. That's what, yeah. you know, when we, when we look at how our standard of living has improved over the last well, you know, pick your starting point, however many years. It's, it's all about the productivity increases we've seen since the Industrial Revolution. Right. You know, basically growth is about being able to do more with, you know, do more work with less labor and more right. with machines. Which and, is more and more important, and especially as it relates to the U.S. economy, because we have less and less people entering the labor force. Right. right. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when people are having yeah. less and less kids, which means there's less and less people to do the work, which means yeah. we need an increase in productivity or we're going to be in trouble. It basically frees up American workers, well, just workers in general, to do the more the things that machines can't do. Right. The things you can't teach a machine to do. You know, I don't want to, I don't want to keep coming back to our profession, but there's things that, there's things about knowing what works for someone that just doesn't boil down to a mathematical equation. Right. Right. Absolutely. And it's not just, you know, fitting somebody to an algorithm necessarily. So if it means that you and I don't have to spend as much time doing things that can be replaced by an automated 
spreadsheet computer system, then we get to do more of the creative, useful stuff, right? Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I, you know, we've said I've said this several times on this podcast. It's, at this point, they're probably going to print it on my tombstone. But you know, if we just leave it to the math, right? We'd all be living in yeah. cardboard boxes with million dollar <laughs> right. investment accounts. Right. Well, right. the computer's going to do the math, so don't be surprised when the answer is, "Hey, spend nothing, <laughs> save and invest everything." Right. Good luck right. out there, right? Like, right. sounds like something no, out of a Bradbury like, novel. Yeah. yeah. So that's like the hard part where, you know, advisors come in and, and helping figure out like what makes what makes actual practical sense. What's the give and take between, you know, enjoying today and being able to enjoy tomorrow. The, some of those things for sure that computers aren't going to be able to do as it relates to our industry. And I'm sure right. in every industry you can, you know, well, think of those different things. The economist, uh, Joseph Schumpeter called it, you know, he talked about technology as is creative destruction. And yes, AI is going to disrupt certain methods and certain ideas and certain businesses, which, you know, that creates fear and creates resistance to change. But at the same time, it's going to also give rise to new industries and benefit workers that are willing to able, willing and able to learn that new tech and, Mm -hmm. you know, offer new products to consumers. So while it's destroying on the one hand, it's creating on the other. So is this a good thing or a bad thing? There's the old, uh, the old economics textbook study of, uh, you know, the buggy whip makers in like 1905, 1910, you know, you wouldn't want to be, you wouldn't want to be a buggy whip manufacturer as, as Henry Ford was gearing up. Right. Right. But, uh, you know, if you were in the tire business or, uh, you know, you might have been you might have been making uh, certain components for uh, wagons and such that uh, were easily adapted to uh, cars. And all of a sudden, you know, you had a huge market. You know, it's it's different jobs, not necessarily fewer jobs. Yeah. And it's going to, you know, like you said, it's going to affect people disproportionately. Right. There's certain industries, there's certain jobs out there that probably won't exist in the future because of this. But it's going to create other jobs and opportunities. So, uh, you know, think through some of how that works. You know, as we relate back to, you know, financial planning and, and where you're sitting, you got to think through of what the threats are to where you're currently working and what different things that you need to do to maybe, you know, if you're in one of those positions to figure out what the next, you know, wave Mm -hmm. is, where the technology is going, what does that mean for your job and how do you prepare for that? In terms of the economy, like you said, demographically, we could use, you know, a boost just because there's fewer young workers following older workers into the workplace. So we need something to help fill that gap and take some of that pressure off. At last, uh, statistically, the last thing I saw was that uh, from since like 1948, the average of productivity growth every year has been a little over 2%. But for the last few years, it's been around 1.5%. So we're actually seeing productivity growth decline. And so we, we, we would hope to see that technologies like this get that back on trend at least it's uh it's interesting and of course we haven't even you know started to tackle any of the philosophical questions around ai <laughs> right. and I, mean, I don't think i'm equipped to do that uh, i think that's a different podcast with a, yeah. a couple different hosts i'm sure they're out there i don't know what they I can, are but. i could give it a try but uh you know i 
I don't think it'd be doing anybody any services. So, you know, the big thing, I think the big, the big takeaway as, as investors and as financial planners is, you know, don't, don't get caught up in like looking for the AI winners or the AI losers. Instead, right. think about what it means for the macro economy and, and productivity growth being what drives, you know, the, the stock market and everything else forward. Yeah. And I think too, on the other side, you know, not portfolio wise, but you know, change is coming, change is inevitable. So Mm -hmm. like, yes, this is probably, this is going to change the way that the world works. It's not necessarily a good or a bad thing, but don't just expect it not to happen. Right. (laughs) Right. Well, you can, even if, even if you wanted it not to happen, there's nothing, even if a lot of people wanted it not to happen, it doesn't stop technological yeah. change. Yeah. You just can't. Snake's already out of the bag. So yeah. there's no reeling yeah. it back in at this point. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, so awesome. Well, Mr. Shotwell, I appreciate your time today. It was fun Thank as you, always. If you our bet. listeners have any questions or any AI examples, would love to hear them. Shoot us an email at info at srbadvisors.com. Thanks, Dave. Thanks, Nick. Gather round and follow the Kitchen Table Finance Podcast to learn about money and simple ways you can invest right now. You can find more practical advice at srbadvisors.com and contact the team for personal planning by emailing info at srbadvisors.com.